0: Can Mike Gundy reach double-digit wins for the eighth time in his career? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to those who celebrate as we get closer to those Holidays And happy bowl season as we continue to move uh, throughout that for all those college football fans out there. And we are talking Oklahoma State's bowl game, the Texas Bowl, taking on Texas A&M, a game that should be a fun one where, surprisingly, Oklahoma State is not favored. Uh, the line opened up at minus 3 for A&M. It is now at minus minus Two and a half. So the Cowboys, despite being two games better in the win column than AM, and despite being a ranked team, are still the underdogs heading into their bowl game matchup. So looking at these two teams, as I mentioned, Oklahoma State, nine and four, AM is seven and five. M unranked Oklahoma State is number 20 series history Texas a and is 18 and 10 and am did win the last appearance the 2019 Texas Bowl they won that one 24 to 21 as I mentioned a and is the favorite minus two and a half is where the line is at at recording of this podcast it did open as a three-point favorite uh, but has moved a little bit closer to to the Cowboys as those bets have come in. A little fun fact about this matchup. Oklahoma State and Texas A&M played every year that they shared the Big 12 Conference from 1966 to 2011. I remember that 2011 matchup. With A&M holding a 10-6 lead in the Big 12 series, the Aggies won each of the first six meetings while Oklahoma State won the last four meetings before AM left for the SEC, twenty eleven being the fun one where the Cowboys came all the way back after being down twenty to three at halftime, Brandon Whedon in that game, 47 to 60, 438 yards, two touchdowns. And it was actually uh, Cooper, Josh Cooper, who had the big game 11 catches, 123 yards receiving for Oklahoma State. Blackman also had 11 catches, 121 yards. He had a touchdown in that game. And then Hubert Ineheim, uh, who a lot of people thought was going to be the star. That was before kind of Blackman burst onto the scene. Had 10 for 92 in that game. Ryan Tannehill uh, threw three picks. That was the big story of the second half. 309 yards, two touchdowns, but threw those three interceptions. And that was the last time they played. When they shared a conference Of course, like I said, Oklahoma State lost in 2019 To them in that Texas Bowl matchup So the Cowboys are hoping this Texas Bowl goes a lot better Than that Texas Bowl did when they played in 2019 So uh, key players for Oklahoma State It's it's pretty obvious, right? It's, it's Ollie Gordon So Ollie Gordon is the offense There's not much you can say about Ollie Gordon's 2023 season Doak Walker award winner Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year and unanimous All American. Gordon leads the FBS in rushing yards at 1,614, yards from scrimmage, 1,940, 100 yard rushing games at 8, second in rushing touchdowns at 20, second in all purpose yards at 1,940, and then he had the most 100 yard games and 200 yard games. And had two 200-yard games back-to-back. So Gordon is the offense. When Oklahoma State found success, it was because Ollie Gordon was running the football well. When Ollie Gordon runs well, Oklahoma State wins. That's as simple as that. UCF shut him down. Texas shut him down. They lost those two games. Uh, Those were the only two losses after Gordon became the focus point of the offense that they lost, and it was because they were able to control Gordon and the rushing attack for the Cowboys. So Gordon might be the most fun player outside of maybe Heisman winner Jaden Daniels to watch when he's having a good game. Defensively for the Cowboys, it's Nicholas Martin. Martin was the best linebacker in the Big 12 in 2023. He led the Big 12 in 133 tackles. That's fifth among power fives, along with 16 tackles for loss, six sacks, a forced fumble, and two interceptions, a do-it-all linebacker. Uh, His pursuit speed and play diagnosis is spectacular, and he's just a sophomore like like Gordon, just a sophomore. The studs on this team are young. uh, So you can say for both of them, the best football is still ahead of both of them. So Martin is going to have to control things on the defensive side. Gordon on the offensive side. And then you look at what does Oklahoma State have around it on offense and defense that is going to help them win this game. Obviously, you have to look at Alan Bowman for the Cowboys at the quarterback position. When you look at what Bowman did this year offensively, 270 for 452, 59.73% 59.73% completion percentage 13 touchdown 12 interception not great touchdown interception ratio if he cannot turn the ball over if he can protect the ball be a good game manager and then do the things needed Find the receivers, pick up the critical third downs when they have third and long, get them to third and short. If you can do those things, I think that Oklahoma State is going to have a good day, but Bowman is a big part of that. And then I expect a guy like Britton Presley to have a really big game. Presley playing in what is his last game for Oklahoma State. He led Oklahoma State by in receptions. 32 more than the next closest person. 85 catches for 839 yards and 6 touchdowns. The most touchdowns receiving for Oklahoma State as well. I think Presley has a good day and if Alan Bowman cannot turn over the football or doesn't turn over the football, I expect big things from the Cowboys offense, especially if Ollie Gordon is going. But if The run game maybe isn't there. Maybe they can use the pass to open the run game up with guys like Presley and Owens and Leon Johnson III being the big guys now that, um, you know, Jaden Bray and Blaine Green have both transferred. So I expect Presley to have a big day receiving-wise. He's had some... 10 plus catches, one hundred hundred yard games this season. I think he can do that in this game against uh, Texas A and M. Uh, and then defensively, outside of uh, Nick Martin, obviously you have Kendall Daniels, Trey Rucker. So there is some some good safety play there, uh, Colin Oliver. I expect those guys to have good days. You are going to have to get some pressure on the quarterback because when you look at Texas A and M, uh, their players to watch is definitely the quarterback, uh, the quarterback position there. Um, and Jalen Henderson. So Max Johnson is now with the North Carolina Tar Heels, and Connor uh, Wegman is out for the year. So that leaves Fresno State transfer Jalen Henderson to start at quarterback in the Texas Bowl. Over the last two starts, Henderson has shown an ability to extend plays with his legs, enough for his receivers to work open. In those games combined, Henderson was fifty. 41 for 58 70 point six yards for 544 yards and four touchdowns with two interceptions if he can take care of the football Oklahoma State's defense has been susceptible through the air this year that is true uh, that's why I think they're gonna have to get uh, they' have to get pressure on him and Contain. He is capable of getting outside of the pocket when he needs to, but if you can get pressure and contain, force him to make big plays, and that's why, or force him to make mistakes and not big plays. That's why I really like what um, I expect to see, or I, I want to see from Nick um, Martin at, at the linebacker position, uh, coming in and and frustrating the offense, uh, rushing attack wise. They're kind of spread out. they got a couple guys that have carried the ball over 90 times. Amari Daniels, 97 carries. Uh, Le'Veon Moss, 96 carries. And Reuben Owens, 94 carries. So they're kind of a balanced rushing attack. And then receiving work-wise, they've got a few guys. um, No one over 53 receptions. So passing game, not a big threat, but... um, the kid did show, the Fresno State transfer did show um, some some work in those four games that he played in this year, especially those those last two. So we'll see how Oklahoma State's defense can handle things. Defensively for the Aggies, uh, they're going to have to rely on their linebackers as well, especially linebacker uh, Torian York. York was one of the best young linebackers in America this season, earning true freshman All-American honors from sports. York's freshman year ranks 7th in program history in total tackles at 66 and 2nd in tackles for loss at 8.5, trailing only Dalen Mack, 9.5 for all-time tackles for loss record. The freshman out of Temple, Texas, will certainly be a name to watch when the Aggies' defense is on the field. So, we'll see if that linebacker core and that front seven essentially can contain Ollie Gordon and when it's not Gordon can they get pressure on Bowman and force him to make mistakes Texas A&M's rushing defense hasn't been wasn't bad this year, hadn't been terrible for 2023, they only give up just over 106 yards a game. So they do have a good run defense only giving up 635 yards all season. Uh, they just gave up 7 rushing touchdowns. Passing wise not uh, not a bad passing defense either. Only giving up 188 yards a game. So defensively a pretty good team. Uh, they just have struggled offensively. They're 7-5 for a reason and they play in a very tough conference. When you look at A&M this season uh, they opened up the year with a win over New Mexico, big 52 to 10. Then they lost to Miami, uh, 48-33. Then they beat ULM, 47 to 3. They beat Auburn, 27-10. Arkansas, 34-22. Then they lose to Alabama, lose to Tennessee in back-to-back weeks, 26 to 20 and 20 to 13. Low-scoring games there. Uh, they beat South Carolina, only giving up 17, 30 to 17. Ole Miss gets them 35-38, one of their highest-scoring. Uh, defensive games, defensively most points they've given up this season at 38, then they beat Mississippi State 51-10, and then beat ACU, I should say, not ASU, but ACU, 38-10, and then another big game where they gave up a bunch of points, 42-LSU to uh, to end the season, a 42-30 loss. There against the Tigers So 0-4 on the road They're 1-0 at neutral sites and four, 6-1 0-4 on the road, 1-0 at neutral sites 4-4 in conference play 6-1 at home They have not beat a ranked team this season They lost number 11 Alabama 19 Tennessee, 11 Ole Miss And 14 LSU So they have not beaten a team That has been ranked And Oklahoma State does come into this game Ranked on the season So it's an interesting It's going to be an interesting matchup Oklahoma State has not lost much Through the transfer portal Texas A&M A&H has lost a bit They're also with an interim head coach With Jimbo Fisher getting fired uh, With two games left in the season They split those games They were 1-1 one one after he got fired And so when you look at the prediction here I think you have to go against Vegas uh, First, big storylines uh, co- so, can Oklahoma State establish the run? We talked about how the, one of the de- Texas a strengths is their rushing defense. So, if they can establish the run and Bowman can't make mistakes or doesn't make mistakes, then they're going to find themselves in a good spot. Here's what Brian Clinton on heartlandcollegesports.com had to say about his prediction for the game. He says, I've gone back and forth on this game so many times that he can't remember what his initial gut feeling on the score would be. He says, However, the conclusion that, I, that he came to is that he trusts Oklahoma State to win this game more than he does Texas A&M. The roster swings in A&M's favor; it will be one of the three best rosters that OSU has faced all season long. However, that's really where the advantages for the Aggies stop. Oklahoma State has Mike Yundy on the sideline, and A&M's interim head coach, Elijah Robinson, is headed to Syracuse to be their defensive coordinator after the game. There's one true game-changing player playing in this game, and that's Ollie Gordon. A&M has young talent all over the field, and many of them will likely be all-American caliber players one day. However, this is again Brian, the Aggies' most proven playmakers are opting out left and right, leaving more to question than he's comfortable betting on. He thinks Oklahoma State's chance to win 10 games and in the year on a high note will be enough motivation for them to get over the hump and pull off an upset over Texas A&M. Crazy that it's an upset, but it is. got to go against Vegas here. Brian predicts 33 33- to 28 as, as the final. Uh, I agree. I'm going to piggyback off that a little bit. I'm going to say 35-28. I think Oklahoma State wins this by a touchdown. I'm going to say Gordon has over 150 yards rushing and has three touchdowns in this game. Three rushing touchdowns, over 150 yards rushing. They they run all over Texas A&M's defense, and one of the few teams that's able to do so with how good A&M's run defense has been. But I think Gordon uh, shows why he's a star, and I think Oklahoma State makes sure that he stays around and is not going anywhere uh, in the future. So I've got the Cowboys winning this game, as does Brian, and hope other Cowboys fans feel comfortable as well, which would give Mike Gundy 10 wins for the 8th time, uh, 10 or more wins for the 8th time in his coaching career, and it'd also feel good to beat an old Big 12 opponent in Texas A&M, another one of those that left the Big 12 for the SEC. So Oklahoma State, I think, wins this game by a touchdown. I think Ollie Gordon has a great game, like we've seen him have so many times this year, and really propels Oklahoma State. I think Brennan Presley has a good game. I think Presley, seven-plus catches, over 100 yards. I think he catches a touchdown. I think on the backs of Presley and on the back of Presley and Gordon, I think Oklahoma State uh, wins this game and gets Gundy to 10 wins for the eighth time in his career. Some uh, notes from the recruiting side of things as we wrap up this podcast. The uh, Cowboys... Uh, again, the recruiting class is okay. It's not great. They're 59th. Uh, they're 12th in the Big 12, which isn't good. But uh, they they got you know some fun fun names. Uh, I like uh, the 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 corner out of um, out of Texas, Willie Nelson. I think that's a the fun get. Uh, they got a, they signed a bunch of three star guys. Uh, Nelson being one of them. They got a guy from Stillwater and Josh Ford uh, tied in, so that's fun, always good to get local kids. A guy at Del City, a running back, Rodney Fields. Um, They also got a couple of transfers, Isaiah Glass coming from Arizona State and Kobe Hilton coming from UTEP. uh, And then a running back get that I know a lot of people were pretty excited about in Jaden Allen Hendricks from uh, South Carolina, Irma, South Carolina. Uh, That should be a fun one. Obviously, we've seen a lot of uh, running backs have success for the Cowboys. And, you know, the big thing that a lot of people are still wondering about is Ollie Gordon going to stick around or not. I think he does. Um, But the the class, Gundy, he he likes, he doesn't get like four-star, five-star guys. He likes turning three-star guys into five-star guys. We'll see if that is what he does with this class. Um, There's some fun names on here, like I said. There's some interesting talent that could be developed. There's one quarterback that was a part of this list out of uh, Sacramento. So I trust Gundy. I, I know he knows what he's doing, but I just don't understand. You've been to... Two Big 12 championships, and you didn't win them. But you've been to two in the last three years. You, you're gonna win. You could win 10 10 games again, eighth time. And you can't get a top 50 recruiting class. I'm not a big recruiting guy. I never have been. I never have been one to get really excited about high school kids coming into college. Um, especially as a JUCO uh, proponent like I am, um, and and I know a lot of things can change, players can go, and now you add in all the transfer stuff. I've never been a recruiting class guy, um, so I don't get hype or get disappointed over recruiting class stuff. But again, I do think I just don't understand why Gundy can't get a top fifty class. But like I said, eight times if he if he beats Texas AM, and he gets ten plus wins with consistently under 50, top 50 recruiting classes. He knows what he's doing, obviously. So... We will see what he does with with this group of players that are are coming in, and we'll see what the team looks like next year as well. Um, Maybe Alan Bowman could get another year. I think that'll be big for the program. Hopefully, Ollie Gordon comes back. And hopefully, you enjoy your Christmas, enjoy your New Year's, enjoy bowl season, uh, enjoy fantasy football playoffs for any of those who play NFL fantasy football semifinals and final matchups are coming. Um, I mean, eight semifinal matchups. So, uh, good luck to any of you out there. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, happy Kwanzaa for any of those uh, who celebrate. Happy Hanukkah as well uh, for for any of you. And thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast throughout all of 2023. Uh, this has been a year of doing the Pokes Podcast, so I appreciate uh, everyone who, who's listened to me ramble on about basketball, softball, baseball, football, and any other Oklahoma State things that are going on. look forward to—I uh, got one more. We'll have one more episode before the end of, of 2023. But, again, I just wanted to say I appreciate everyone who listens. And uh, if you could, leave a review. That would be great as well. Positive or negative, just show the interactment. I'll take it either way. Again, have a Merry Christmas. I'm Matt Jordan. This has been the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.